Hello and welcome to Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. This is the police operator. Are you the party who called for an ambulance? Yes, didn't you get it? It's on the way, sir. I'm calling to verify the circumstances. Attempted suicide by gas. Yes, sir, we have that. The victim's name? Sheldon Forbes, F-O-R-B-E-S. Forbes? And your connection, sir? Relative, perhaps? No, no relation. Insurance investigator. I just found him. Will you please remain there until the officers arrive? Are you kidding? I asked you, but... Oh. Oh, well, thank you very much. Tonight and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly... Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Continental Adjustment Bureau, 418 Elizabeth Avenue, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Forbes matter. Sheldon Forbes pleaded guilty to a $4,285 embezzling charge. He waived jury trial and was awaiting sentence when he was bailed out of jail, went home, and turned on the gas. Thirty seconds after I dragged him from the apartment, I called the police emergency squad. In a matter of minutes, they arrived, and a couple of interns were working on Forbes with a pull motor in that dingy, dirty, badly lighted hallway. There was no telling how much gas Forbes had breathed in, or for how long a period after he went into his apartment the gas jet had been opened. Hand me that hypo, Al. Thanks. Swab. Okay. He, uh... He alive? Barely. You the fellow found him, mister? Yeah. Hard to say what can happen on these kind. That shot I just gave him should produce some reaction. Hmm? This your place? His. You know who he is? His name's Sheldon Forbes. Nice looking guy. Well, I'll need that. Yeah, thanks. I think we're getting somewhere now. Hey, look, can I help? No. Well, you better hand me one of those, too. I'm able to be pretty sick if. Oh, hey, good. He's, he's catching on. Yeah. Let's have a little increase, Al. Up it just a little. Okay, hold it there. The intern and his assistant worked quietly and methodically. There was nothing I could do but stand and watch. After about a half an hour, the color of Forbes' skin seemed to me a little more close to normal. His eyes were still closed, though, and he showed no signs of movement. I waited. Okay, Al. You can kill the pull motor. I'm uh, getting some pulse now. Respiration, too. Will he make it? Uh, depends, mister. If he has any kind of heart condition, it'll be tough. We can tell more when we get him into a hospital. Nothing more we can do for him here. Okay, Al. 
Have the boys load him up. Let's get out of here. Uh, now, mister, uh, you say he's a friend of yours? Just someone I knew. He's got you to thank, in case he makes it. Where'll he be? We'll take him over to Bellevue. All attempted suicides get over there. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to him when he comes around. Any idea when that'll be? No telling. Better phone in first. Police will want to talk to you. You give identification to headquarters when you called in? Yeah. Yeah, that's the third one tonight. What is it, the weather? Not for him. My job is to handle them, but I wonder why they do it. Oh, this guy's got a problem. He's out on bail, goes into court Friday to be sentenced, embezzling charge. Oh. Seemed like a nice guy to look at. I think he probably is a nice guy. Well, I thought you said he was an embezzler. I did. Well, be sure and call in. Yeah, sure, doctor. Thanks. Good night. The uniformed officers outside the apartment house questioned me thoroughly regarding the circumstances of the attempted suicide. I told them what had occurred and gave them my business address for reference. They asked me to ride over to the station with them and verify the facts. I did. All of that took about two hours. When I was finished, I put in a call to Bellevue. No change in Sheldon Forbes' condition. Expense account item 9, 280, one theater ticket. That's what it cost me to see the last 15 minutes of a fairly bad musical play at the Empress Theater. When it was over, I walked around to the stage entrance. Hey, didn't quite get that, mister. Dollar. Dollar? Oh, uh, Mr. Dollar. Uh-huh. Well, uh, what can I do for you? Between 6.30 and 7 o'clock tonight, a man came here to the stage entrance and talked to you. A lot of people talk to me here. That's my job, talking to them. One man in particular. His name is Sheldon Forbes. I uh, don't remember nobody named Forbes. Well, maybe he didn't give his name. He was a tall man, about my size, 30 or so, dark hair, clean cut. Wore a tweed suit. Mm-hmm. Well, beats me. Did he come here to see somebody in the show? Is that it? He might have. I don't know. Well, how do you know he came here? I followed him. I saw him. Huh? It's a business, my business. I'm an investigator. Oh, oh. oh wait now. Did he have a hat on tonight? No, no, he didn't. A uh, short haircut? Yeah, do you remember? Sure, sure. What's he done? Struck me as a nice young fella. He's been around here a lot of times. Sheldon Forbes, yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize the name at first. Would you mind telling me why he comes around here? Comes here to see Betsy Walker. One of the girls in the show. Betsy Walker, is she his girlfriend? No, don't think so. Uh, it's like this. He comes here asking to see her, and she never sees him. You get it? Yeah, I suppose so. Well, who is she? Oh, she sings here. Dances a little. Pretty girl. Have you ever seen her with Forbes? Well, I I can't say. I guess not. Is she still here? Huh? Betsy Walker, is she still here? I'd like to talk to her. Well, she wouldn't be here this late. She finishes her bit in the second act. Could you tell me where she lives? No. Oh, no. No, no. I'm sorry, boy. I can't tell you that. All right. Well, where can I phone her? Can't tell you that either. Uh, now, uh, why don't you drop around tomorrow? It's important I... tonight. Hey, look, would you do me a favor? Depends. What is it? Would you telephone Betsy Walker? Tell her my business and ask her if she'll see me. Well, suppose I can do that all right, Mr. Dollar. Uh, take a chair there. I'll see what I can do for you. The doorman did all right. Expense account, item 10, $2.65, cab fare. 
I gave up my rented car and had the cab driver find the address Betty Walker had given. It was a rather nice apartment in a rather nice part of town, and was almost one in the morning when I got there. She met me at the door, wrapped in a chenille dressing gown with cold cream on her face. Miss Walker? You must be Mr. Dollar. Yes. Uh, now, just wait a minute. Do you mind if I see some kind of identification or something like that? Oh, no, no. Here you are. Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, you'd be surprised at some of the things some men will try. Come in, please. Thank you. I didn't quite understand Frank on the telephone. Frank? Oh, the doorman at the theater. Yes. I didn't know quite what to make of it. Goodness, are you really an insurance detective? Uh, yes, and I'd appreciate you letting me see you tonight, Miss Walker. Sit down. Can I fix you a drink? No, no, thanks. Uh, Frank mentioned something about Forbes. You're here because of him? Yes, Miss Walker. I understand that you know Forbes. No, uh, not exactly, that is. Uh, there's some reservation in the way you say that, Miss Walker. You know his name. Yes, I... I know the name. Uh, can I ask you what this is all about? Routine investigation. I'm curious. How did you get my name? How am I connected with Sheldon Forbes? That's what I'd like you to tell me. Well, first about my name. Forbes was at the theater earlier tonight asking for you. I understand he's been around there quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> I really don't know how to tell you this, Mr. Dollar. I've only seen that man once in my life, honestly... He's... Oh, he's really quite impossible. I just... Oh, dear, this is so embarrassing to try to explain this. Maybe I can save you some embarrassment, then, if you'll answer one question. Sure, why not? Did Sheldon Forbes ever give you any presents? Yes. What? Well, uh, that cigarette box on the table there. And the lighter to go with it. Hmm. Tiffany's. Pretty, aren't they? Yeah, very. Also expensive. What else? Well, um, let me think. Um, oh, no, no, that wasn't from him. Oh, uh, that was the lamp over there. Mm-hmm. And a first stole. May I see it? I'm afraid I gave that away. You did? I gave it to my kid sister who was visiting me last week. I already had one. Oh, I see. What else did he give you? I think that's about it. Except for orchids that used to come every night. A dozen orchids every night for the last month. You only saw him once and he gave you all these gifts? Oh, dear, I, I know how that must sound. I just... Look, it started a month or so, I guess. I got a card in my dressing room one night asking me to dinner. It was signed Sheldon Forbes. So? Well, I'd never heard of anybody named Sheldon Forbes and I just tore the card up. But every night after that, I kept getting orchids and the card. And then the gifts started to come. The cigarette box first. That's when I saw him. Uh-huh. I didn't even dine with him, Mr. Dollar. We had one drink, and I told him I had a headache. I see. But the gifts still kept coming. Flowers, invitations. I ignored them. I tried to send the things back, and I didn't know where to send them. Some I gave away, and some I've kept. I didn't want his gifts. He was nice, but I... Well, I just didn't want anything to do with him. When I did meet him, he was so different than what I had imagined. I mean, well, 
Gee, I've had my share of stage door Johnnies, but this man was... Well, he just couldn't say a word without stumbling. He had no poise, no sophistication, nothing. All he had was money. He told you that? He didn't have to. Those gifts... Well, he didn't have money, Miss Walker. He worked for $82 a week as a bookkeeper. You must be mistaken. I'm afraid not. He stole the money to buy you all these things. Well, for heaven's sake. For heaven's sakes, and you caught him? Yeah. Forbes tried to commit suicide earlier this evening. Suicide? Oh, no. I'm sorry I had to come to you to get this information. He's refused all along to tell anybody what he did with the money. Will he go to prison? I'm afraid so. Oh, but it's crazy. We had nothing. He's just a name to me. He means nothing to me. Yeah. But apparently you mean something to him. There'll be another intriguing episode in our story of the Forbes matter tomorrow. Tomorrow, proof that $4,285 worth of unrequited love can spell three years of prison. But sometimes there's an angle. In this case, a rather startling one. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by John Dawson, it is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station, for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Roy Rowan speaking. <laughs>